Welcome into the High Yellow Podcast. I am your host, David West. I have another special guest sitting across from me today, <laughs> another brother in the building. See, I've tried to refrain from having close friends of on the pod, man. You know what I'm saying? Just because I want to have a more versatile guest. You of know, course, I had of a professor course. on, had a had two professors on, actually. Um, had a few <laughs> ex-football players, trying to get an NFL player on here eventually. But uh, today, got a homie of mine, a brother of mine, rapper, all, all of the above. Uh, I call him Noah, but y'all might know him as uh, Francis Thomas. What yes, up? sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing, David? Hey, bro. I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. I'm. Uh, we was just talking about scheduling, man. I'm trying to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let, I think we start right there, bro. Cause uh, I'm. I'm probably heading back to Austin tomorrow, bro. Cause my schedule is all over the place, mm-hmm. big, and it's uh, it's uh, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. But you, on the other hand, you, I want you to explore this theory that. Having okay. a bad schedule is healthy. Okay, so before this interview even started, we had a conversation earlier about me wanting to have a bad schedule. So for me being an artist, because I do everything aside from other than songwriting, I mix and master, I sometimes make beats, I sometimes do my own artwork and stuff. I prefer to just rather stay up late and like function properly like I do during the day and sometimes have just an overnight staying where I could just lock in and do what I got to do because... I honestly feel like sleep wastes time for people whenever it comes to the creativity to the grind. So yeah. it's like starting from the bottom, of course, you're going to want to have to just um, sleep on the bed sometimes, sleep on the couch and shit sometimes. And sometimes you got to just sacrifice sleep because luxury, you don't really got luxury like that, especially whenever you... No, I, I feel you. And I'm starting to understand uh, s- sleep is... Well, time is a luxury. I'm starting to understand that right now more than i ever have right and a lot of times i've been saying my schedule's bad because i'll go to bed at 10 p.m wake up at one and i'm just up bro how the fuck <laughs> i'm just up bro and it's been like this the past few weeks bro i don't know what it is and it's it's uh what like you, what 10 you p.m to 1 p.m I, I no 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 no. I, I go to sleep at 10 p.m i wake up at 1 a.m oh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, and I'm i'll be up you. and i'll be up the entire duration of that time and i could be doing i'll just be up like you I'll get be trying some to stuff done. No facts. That's what I'm saying. I have a. I have a. I'm trying to figure this out, man. I'm just slowly trying to uh, get this on point because I do. I, I've noticed sort of my involvement kind of comes at night. Like I, I get my. I'm probably most productive at night, but at the same time, I do feel like a schedule, bro. It's so unnecessary. Like it's sometimes necessary, but it just depends on what type of headspace that you're in for once. Because you always want to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, of spiritually. Course, yeah. If that's one thing, and then for two, um, it's like I said before, is you time is promised to nobody, especially during twenty twenty. Mm. So you got to make time and what's due. So I just can't really afford sleep like that anymore, like I used to back then. Like my grind, especially when it comes to the music, like all these new artists. You're a busy guy, out. bro. Mm-hmm, all these new artists coming out too in Houston. Like I'm trying to work with a couple artists from them too, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand, man. And you've been in the creative space for a minute now. We're about to get right into it. Uh, I'm slowly, I've just entered in the creative space again, right? You know, yeah. we're we going to go back to the rapping days. Of, <laughs> this is like. But uh, I'm just, this podcast has kind of been for me sort of my creative breakthrough mm-hmm. as of recent. You know, I do a lot of creative work, a lot of journalistic work that I that's creative. Uh, but this podcast has kind of allowed me to get back into that space. So I, I see what you mean, bro. I've, this is definitely a. It's, it's a dedication, bro. Like, yeah. this, this stuff is a grind. And then, you. like Lil Wayne said, repetition. The more consistency that you have, the more comfortable you're going to be with it, and then the more natural it's going to come to you. So it's like the more repetitive that you are with what you're doing, like, it's going to come natural. Like, even in front of, like, bigger people. Like, one day you're going to end up having five million niggas, like, in front of you doing a live stream somewhere like Complex Connor. Ah, uh, man, we hoping so. We hope so. Bro, that's, it's going to happen. Goal. 
There's ain't I, no hope in. I appreciate it. You're right. It's, it's a desire. I I try not to say hope. You're right. I try to. Uh, I'm very optimistic about this stuff, but uh, it's about having a desire. You know what I'm saying? If mm-hmm. if you have a desire for something, ten times out of ten, it, it'll come true. You know what I'm saying? You got to believe. That's but man, let's uh talk about you, bro. Uh, let's give I I didn't give you a proper <laughs> introduction, man. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, bro, Francis Thomas. Who are you, bro? We go back. So, obviously, I know who you are, but uh, please tell my uh, my viewers. So I'm rapper, artist, innovator, architecture. I try to keep myself out of more than just one box. Not trying to marginalize myself. I try to do what I got to do. But um, as a matter of fact, this the guy actually that got me started into making music. That's crazy. That's a crazy thing. It was him and his cousin. I appreciate you being humble. Of course, <laughs> yeah, I always gotta uh, make sure like yeah, everybody yeah. get their credit. Hey, no, I didn't want to cut you off. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> But this was like probably like six, seven years ago, 2013, 20, 2014 yeah. era, some shit like that. But um, had a little rap group called. Uh, oh no, 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 we're not going that deep. We can't, we can't go no, that we're not going go that deep. Okay, uh, but but I appreciate. Yeah, uh, yeah. For the guys that don't know, uh, I was definitely rapping before this cat was, and it's interesting enough. Uh, and he was better than me too. I'm not gonna lie. You had the bars, bro. I'm not gonna. <laughs> you had the bars, bro. I, I'm gonna be humble, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think it's just because I started before you, right? I, yeah. I don't know if I wanted to be a rapper before you, but I, uh, I kind of, I always saw that kind of being my first. That was kind of the first love, right? Mm-hmm. I said, I think a few days ago. And I think then I, I know s- you wanted to get into production too, because I remember you got the keyboard, the machine. You know, it's too, so sad, bro. It took me so long to get in. Too. Yeah, no, it's so sad. I didn't get, I didn't start producing my music because I didn't have a MacBook. You know how naive that is, bro. That's yeah. the only reason it was, bro. I'm not gonna lie, you could have used Windows and yeah, FL Studio. Man. I was, uh, I was very close-minded, bro. But anyways, yeah, man, we was, uh, like you said, me and uh, Daryl, we was rapping at like we was rapping at. We made a mixtape in New Orleans. Uh, we was staying with my great grandmother. We was just, we was stuck there. Stacks. We're gonna bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna bleep that out. But uh, yeah, yeah, eighteen stacks. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, we was we we was doing that locked in our uh, great grandmother's house for a week, and we just chopped it up and made a project. Um, yeah, music was definitely my first love too. So I'm happy you brought that up. Uh, nice. And then I ended up getting. It's funny. I did a project with him, came back to you, and then we got on our shit. We started making our own stuff. Yeah, you were the one that um, actually introduced me. I had like probably what three different rap names like at the time. I had like nine, bro. It's bro, fine. we're not gonna talk about those weird rap names. Bro. No, 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 <laughs> not at all, not at all. But whenever he came back from New Orleans, um. He introduced me into like trying to get my emotions straight, trying to make sure I know how to put pen on paper. So I started naturally on Facebook, trying to do webcam raps and stuff in front of the camera so I could just break out of my shyness and into character. But uh, how did we get the microphone? When did uh, we get the microphone? I think actually? it was yours. You had it. It was mine. Yeah, it had to be. We really? we record at your house. We, Cause I remember you had. Didn't you have a snowball or was that Daryl's snowball microphone that he was using? Hmm. Uh. Oh, it might have been ours. It might have been mine. You're actually right. Uh, it was actually my homie Nevis. Uh, he actually used to produce our music. He actually passed away. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, he passed away a couple years back around 20s. I don't really know the date, man. But he's actually, if we want to go that crazy, yeah, man. Uh, shout out Nevis. He had passed away. Uh, he he was the reason me and Daryl started. He was rapping. He was like about five years older than us. Yeah, he got us on the the the, the grind first. So uh, yeah, quick shout out to him. His uh, shout out Cheryl too, cause she uh, watches all my videos. So um, a little tangent there, but yeah, um, that's how we kind of got started. But then we got back to, got back to you, and then we kind of just 
We was in, we was locked in, bro. Yeah, somehow I was making some heat too. I was trying to play catch up with y'all a little bit. I ain't going cap, and then I just caught natural, caught natural personality to it, natural characteristics to it. Like even though it was just instrumentals, it was just at least it was something for me to get off my chest, and it made me more expressive yeah. and more sociable as a person as to who I was too. So basically, music really opened me up. And it's still opened me up till this day. Like even trying to find my own sound right now, how I curate my sounds and my versatility. Because if we're trying to go all the way back, like really, I didn't even start listening to hip hop at one time at a younger age before I even met you. You know, it's crazy. I've been meeting this, seeing this nigga since like fourth grade. So it's like my brother basically. And I love this nigga. Yeah, best. third. Yeah, yeah, like fourth grade, fifth grade. Yeah, but um, before I met you, I started listening to like alternative rock, all that stuff. I think I started listening to hip hop when I first listened to Jesus Walks on mm. 97.9 when I was like six, seven years old. So yeah. really it was Kanye West that brought the inspiration to my ears and like yeah. all the other aspiring artists around in the early 2000s, late 2000s, 2010s, it kind of brought more inspiration and kind of like curate what I'm doing now as to when it comes to like my new album that I dropped now. Yeah, we're definitely to, gonna talk about it. Of course, like in to the second, moon and yeah. back. Uh, trying to promote that, by the way, it's really. I mean, that's what you're here for, bro. This is a promotional tour type <laughs> <deal. laughs> type shit. But um, I feel like if people listen to this album, they'll feel more of what my sound is like now versus and what it was beforehand. Because I did improve like drastically, but I know when it comes to my next shit, it's gonna be more. I quiet. can appreciate that, but I'm a, I'm actually gonna get on you for a second because you if you you delete all of our you deleted all our music, bro. Nah, like you okay. can't see the growth of the music okay, okay, deleted, yeah, yeah. bro. Hold hey on man, this, this dude has deleted all our shit from 2014. Nah, it's not. I still that. have it in my files, but, <laughs> but it's not out for there for the public. Nah, it's not that. actually, That's actually really good. It's like, not it's, that. It's because SoundCloud they do copyrights now, bro. I got them inside my Apple Music okay, though, okay. so I listen to them every now and then on my archive. This is when my ignorance come out because obviously I ain't rapping since 2014. Come on, now. <laughs> okay, okay. I be tapped in, so yeah. It's just, but yeah, it's just you know everybody getting copyright issues now. Like everybody wants royalties and stuff now, but like. It has to be your beat. Like you can't, you can't just go over there and rap over a like a mixtape. Just like like mix if you try to just sell that hoe, then they'll end up probably suing your song. But some instrumentals on YouTube and stuff, they do have copyright. Yeah, for sure, for but, sure. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely, man. Like I said, I still I have the luxury of having it in my old iPhone. So I mean, I definitely go back and listen to it every Same. once in a while. Um, but I like that you've kind of. I think we started off at a great place, bro, because. Like, we started around the age of 14, 13, right? Yeah. And we're obviously 22 now. Um, how have you been able to <laughs> sort of keep that desire? Like I said, how have you been able to continue that fire to continue doing it, man? Because uh, what I'm figuring out about this podcast is that, well, any creative endeavor, right, you have to be motivated to continue pursuing it because it's not going to blow up overnight, you um, know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's that. And then it's the energy <clears throat> that you surround yourself with. Um, because the different types of energy, they could put you into another different headspace of where they're in when it comes to how they move and then to the type of stuff that they listen to. And it kind of expands your mind a little bit more and what you want to do with like your career and what you're trying to focus on basically. So going to PV. Oh yeah. And fun fact, I'm a PV student as well. Shouts out my, shouts out my college. You know what I'm saying? My parents graduated from there. But um, going to PV, it made me uh, socialize more. It made me expand when it came to my music because right when I came in there from the bat, everybody started fucking with me and my music. Like, 
I think it was only one person I talked to when it came to my music, and then it just started expanding to like the upperclassmen because he started sharing it, and then I started getting in tap with um, EZM, which is the producer that I be fucking with mainly wholeheartedly. Like that's my nigga for life. He um he got me tapped in into learning how to make melodies and stuff, and learning how to get into more R and B songs and try to songwrite better too. So. Without him, really, and without the people that tapped me in with him, like, he put a battery in my bag in order for me to get better and to improve myself as an artist, personally. Yeah, I hear you, but uh, that was kind of, that was fairly recently, like right? About three, like, four years ago. Yeah, but I'm like saying, bro, you've been, I'm, I'm, th- I'm trying to go back to, like, 2014. Like, oh, you're trying yeah, to go yeah, way, yeah. way yeah, back, yeah. No, like just just, just looking at that duration of time, because that's, that's six years oh, from now. And you've, like I said, I've, I gradually got away from it for dumb reasons like i said the production i didn't i don't know why this just keep going along with it obviously i was yeah but yeah go ahead okay my bad well shit for me really because music saved my life personally throughout like damn near middle school up until now like it's been times where i don't want to like get all personal and try to make everything seem get emotional and shit but i used to go through bullying problems suicidal issues that possibly nobody ever knew about there's been times where i have self-mutilated myself where i could relate to other people Mm. and the people that i could relate to like they put me into like what type of music they listen to that uplifts their spirits and stuff at the end of the day so that's where i got tapped into like kid cuddy maroon five i got tapped into like heavy metal like slipknot green day like all that stuff really just played a part into what i'm doing now and it just make the music more better it makes it more emotional more authentic than what i was doing before whenever when we were young so the more that i got into that type of music it made me mature more as a person mentally emotionally spiritually and creatively at the same time so those different artists like you said because that's a very versatile palette of artists of that's what i've always appreciated about you bro you've always had like a versatile slip knots and everything i didn't understand oh, yeah. it but you know you was always on it and i you know i rocked with it because you rocked with it but uh was that that was kind of your way of uh staying on staying on point as far as this music stuff yeah listen to people like them to kind of overcome uh any outside is that distractions yes yeah, that and then it's like because really i didn't have nobody else to go to like personally when i could talk about my issues so music was one route for me to like express myself how i felt and then when people heard it and when people like related to it that's when people was like really you're cold as fuck like you're gonna be something someday and then that motivation it kept me going and going and just like it just got me to where i am now to where i can really show you that i can sing I can show you I could do rap. I can show you I could do heavy metal. I can show you that like I could freestyle. I can show you I could write. Mm-hmm. So it's just all that all that positive energy and like I said, that refers back to the energy that you have around inside your table and like the creatives that you have around you. All that shit plays a part in who you're gonna become and what you do in your career and like all that excels forward. Really. Yeah, bro. No, that's a beautiful thing, man. That's mad important, bro. Cause I think I was talking. I was tweeting about this the other day, like. I think the best thing about this podcast is that I it's like me giving out roses to people. Like, you know what I'm saying? I I'm building relationships with people I've had on this podcast. <coughs> had my dad on the podcast, uh, had Larry, had my professor, you know, and I, I didn't have their number before I got them on here, but now we're now we're all homies. Y'all uh, more tapped in and y'all connect more and socialize. Yeah, more, man. Right? So that's the beautiful thing about this podcast specifically, right? It's giving me opportunity to uh again give those flowers out to people who I look up to, who mm-hmm. I think are just 
mad dope. You know and what I'm best, saying? And people people who are better than me, you know what I'm saying? Who and best are, believe they're gonna end up giving you something back at the end of the day because oh, they already the have, fact man. that you help them is gonna help you more inside the future too. So both of y'all get to bounce back off of each other when it comes to the relationship as well. So y'all are building up each other. It's not like crabs in the bucket where like one pulls each other down when they see the other one going up. Word, man. Uh, that's, a, that's again, bro. I couldn't agree with you more, man. Kind of get into this album, bro, that you just dropped, man. Tell me about it, bro. Uh, I got a few favorite songs up there. We got One Night Stand. We got uh, Shine. There's a few. Th- there's a lot. I like the entire project, bro. There's a lot of bangers <laughs> on there, bro. bro. But uh, uh, I don't know. what. So do your favorite songs, what kind of how long it took you to everything about it bro Tell shit me about it. so to the moon and back <clears throat> so this was five years after nirvanic drop to the moon and back really is a personal album of mine that i wanted to share to the people kind of earlier it was really supposed to come out really in august september type shit but because of shit that i'm going through it kind of like gave me more motivation to record and like gave me more space and time for me to express myself going through relationship problems and shit so this was really something personal that i wanted to drop for people and the reception it's been really good reception but the only thing is i already know i'm underrated as fuck and so like hey just listen to the rapper plays, come out yeah this is the rapper side come out go ahead bro. talk your shit bro no i ain't gonna cap because i've been doing this for like so long and Everybody know, like, when it comes to me, whenever I drop shit, it's going to be, like, some fire, especially when it came to, like, you, especially when I, like, you were in some of those sessions in my house mm. listening to some of this shit before it even came out. Like, you was there last year, so you already know what's about to come out soon, too, yeah, so, but this duration of this album... I've been really trying to find myself after Nirvanic five years ago, but I got tapped back in into recording like around 2017. Just a, Nirvanic was your first, was your yeah, first like my, album. Yeah, okay, my first yeah, just, album. just to it clarify like people who don't know. More of an experimental type album to yeah. figure out where I was, my headspace, and like show you who my influences are. This album is something more personal where I can show off my versatility and show you like how well I've expanded for like the past five years or so. This album has been recorded since 2018 up until now. Mm, okay, yeah. And uh, since then, I've also expanded mm. into being my own audio engineer. I don't even go to studios anymore when it comes to mixing and mastering my own music. I do mm. all that shit myself. So everything that you hear on this album, I curated it myself. I song wrote it myself. I mixed and mastered everything myself. Like everything was all my ear because. I trust my ear, and on top of that, it's just with studio sessions, I never really got my vocals back like how I want to, or like the sounds be oversaturated where I can't hear anything or function mm-hmm. anything properly because the acoustics inside the studios, or it's just like it's not really a vibe there. I get more of a vibe recording by myself or like with one person inside the room because. I want somebody to tell me or point out the flaws and what I have and shit. Mm. So you feel like the studios, the public studios, I guess they wouldn't uh, give you that sort of nah. They feedback. just like nah. Really, I just feel like some of them are gonna be there for your money, but yeah. it's only yeah. like one engineer I could really depend on. Shouts out Dorothy from Baron Studios. Uh, she's really helped me a little bit when it came to my sound as well with Nirvonic. She helped me mix and master that project. But uh, as far as this one, like I said, it was all me. But um, how important is that to like you said be kind of be hands-on on every single element of your project well let me see if i can answer this question thoroughly yeah man because i mean it's obviously very important and it's not even an ego thing i think it's just a certain <coughs> a certain freedom you have with controlling sort of 
every every element of your sound. Like you said, you get to kind of critique yourself and you kind of get to place things exactly like there's really no way to, for you to fail because it's, you're placing exactly how you uh, want it to be. Because sometimes you just got to trust yourself. Not everybody's going to be there. Not everybody you're going to be with musically or whatever it is that you do, you're not going to agree with them. So it's like you're going to have to learn how to do it yourself, gain the knowledge yourself sometimes, watch those YouTube videos, read those articles, if even if you don't want to. Like There'd be nights where I'd be watching interviews and I'd just be sleepy. Mm. And there'd be times where I'd be reading articles and I just don't want to read no articles. But if it's something that you really want to do, you're going to take the time and sacrifice whatever time that you have out of your day, learn the knowledge, learn the theory, learn the patterns, learn the formulas, gain finesse, gain sauce from somebody. Somebody mm-hmm. that you influence. So, for example, with this podcast, you could possibly gain influence from Stephen A. Smith. You can gain influence from Adam Twenty Two, from No Jumper Radio Stations and yeah, stuff. Of course. So it's like stuff like that. It kind of brings certain type of aspects mentally to where you just gotta think about what you would prefer, what people want to listen to at yeah. the end of the day. When it comes to what's going on inside your head, you can't really go off of other people's. Opinions. Yeah, I can appreciate that. And what's interesting is. I like that point. You being a rapper, though, it's it's so hard to not be drowned into your influences, right? And yeah. the first the first instant you 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 you're caught drowning in your influences, you get called out about it, and it's such a fine line to walk up, such a fine line to walk. So, how have you kind of been able to you know to listen to your influences, not <laughs> and not necessarily dive into them too much or tap into them too much because you don't want to look like you're you know copying, even though that that has a bad stigma. You know what I'm saying? You should feel free to copy. Like you know, I take influence from like the people you said. Of course. So, but I feel like in a, in my domain, it probably wouldn't be as it wouldn't be as frowned upon, I guess, as it's, being a rapper. It's because now music is saturated, and everybody's doing everything, and everybody wants to be an artist, and everybody's doing the same style of music. Yeah. Like back then, everybody used to call me like Travis, and but they still fuck with me at the same time. But I had to take that time, I had to take those lessons, and had to had to listen back to what they were listening to in order for me to progress myself forward into my own sound and in order to show off my versatility and to be different. So whenever people listen to my music, they be like, your shit is different as fuck. Or like they'll nod to it, but they know that the shit is hard. But it's like when something's different on the table, people stand still. But when it's something in common, people get hype over it because the reason and it's not a bad thing that people stand still if something's different. They're just trying to figure out how can they let me see, how can they nod to it? How can they relate to it? They want to listen to the words. They want to listen to the melodies, the cadences when it comes to certain things like that. So as it comes from me, when it, when I'm not trying to oversaturate myself and try to dig deep into my influences, I try my best to just keep myself surface grounded surface yeah. level type shit and i'm just really just trying to be me at the end are of these the day. all things you're thinking about throughout the duration of why you're recording a project while you're uh, getting everything done in terms of originality and trying to not uh follow what's common or what's trendy low-key yeah like most of the time i don't even be talking about like drugs and shit and fucking bitches and shit all on all my tracks like some tracks i do but you have other tracks where i try to teach people knowledge or like trying to like spit out my pain or how I'm feeling personally and like people relate to that you can't have every track like the same track like you're gonna have to want to have some guitar strings in your shit sometimes going to have some 808 sometimes want to play some piano keys sometimes want to rap sometimes want to sing you can't just 
stick and stay in one pot basically and when it comes to me like listening to beats and shit when it whenever i try to get into the studio i try my best figure out cadences first more than anything because really the formula music now for one is and this is for people who are doing music so listen carefully because i'm giving you the sauce (laughs) right now free game i'm giving you free game like just listen key number one is usually vowels and hooks melodies cadences so that's the main sources that i try to look for when it comes to music first and then i get to my verses and my rapping later because i know i can execute that faster versus in a hook really sometimes i write sometimes i don't some of these songs on this album i didn't have the feel like i needed to write to but some songs i did because either one it was just i just wanted to take the time and think personally how i felt deeply or it's just i um, wasn't in front of a microphone at the time yeah this is something you've kind of gathered over time because like you said you brought up the people at pv man Mm -hmm. we have some some cold ass yeah rappers, they got bro. some cold like, artists i don't know what it is about houston bro but they produced uh the most talented individuals and everybody's underrated and that's a crazy yeah. thing and i see a lot of people and here's the crazy thing i see i put you into the houston underground too and and i showed you a couple of artists and you most put me on malik of, yeah, mo- yeah so shouts out himself bro I, I, i'll out. shout you out bro but you you need to come on the pod yeah. bro. i've been trying to get you for a minute bro he putting kind of he's been kind of denying he been low key no he's been low-key but it's all love though yeah but um Nah, like, some of the Houston underground scenes that I put you on that you didn't even know about. Like, we have artists all around Houston that are just not getting looked at. It's just because Houston is an oversaturated, uncooperative, and unsupportive city. Like, when I look at Atlanta, the Black Hollywood, California, the West Coast, New York, East Coast, they're big states, and they have support for each other. Same thing with Florida. But the thing is with Houston, everybody's, like I said, everybody's doing everything. So it's just whenever we see one rapper that's talented, see another rapper doing something, the talented rapper gets jealous or the other rapper gets jealous. But nobody wants to, like, collab on some shit. Everybody wants to hate on each other for some reason. I don't understand why because we're trying to be trying to get somewhere at the end of the day. If we use our support system, our fan base is the way that we should instead of just being separate from each other i feel like everybody would eat at the yeah. end of the day yeah i think you think it's just a rapper thing like a it's a big ego thing and because it's a it's a big ass ego thing and it comes from what side click that you want nowadays what type of game what type of set like if you're not from the trap and you're from the suburbs we're not fucking with you or it's a cloud thing it's a and cloud that's, that's probably thing. why we're underrated because we haven't got to the point where we're collabing for one another you know what i'm saying uh like i said you're more familiar with the space than i am right so mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's where the under maybe that's why we're so un- overlooked because we haven't got to a place where we could just collab like that like i know you do but i mean i guess would you would you say for the majority of rappers in houston that come up they don't want to like you know, I, dip- like a couple of them i could say because i've been in studios with some of these people and i have worked with some of these people so i can't say not every rapper and not every artist from houston is like that but i could say about a vast 61 percent is more of a, it's more of a crabs in the bucket type of ordeal when it comes to our city but if i ever go to dallas or go to austin or go to pasadena or something everybody's more cooperative but when it comes down to houston i guess it's because we also have a melting pot of like other people from other different states too which you got to remember yeah. and coming from other different sub cities of texas of texas period so i guess it's i guess that's another thing but that shouldn't matter yeah i don't know if that's day. it though because austin bro i've had the pleasure of living there for two years now and uh it's 
It's amazing. Yeah, what's so great about Music it is there are no amazing. egos, bro. I think that's kind of how I've sort of diffused mine over time, bro, is being around people who... That are like-minded like you and make you like yeah. make you healthy and that's that and that's reversed back to the last conversation about energy because yeah. you're around those that type of energy that wasn't so selfish it's, and it's, so biased based yeah. on their creative and their ideas y'all collabed on something yeah it's definitely more positivity in Austin I, I wish I could figure out why but I mean people are just like you said it's not a it's, the, the it's, the, it's a melting pot as well I but feel like it's the air that y'all breathe because Austin got some good ass air I ain't gonna cap. I mean, I cor- Corona. Like maybe the maybe the maybe the air isn't as great right now. But like, no, I would, yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, I would agree, bro. Because you came you came for South by you. You knew what South by was before I even yeah. knew what it was. You I didn't. Th- I'm not gonna lie. My first South by Southwest was with John eBay in uh, 2016. That was my first South by. That's when I saw yeah, Uzi see, I when he was blowing up. Yeah, I didn't know what South by was back then. I didn't know what South by was until I got to Austin in 2018. But like, I knew what South by was since like fifth, sixth grade. But it's yeah. just. I wasn't like, hey, mom, let's go to Austin for South by Southwest because yeah. I'm young. And at the yeah. time, I wasn't thinking about music at the time either. Yeah, man. But I'm trying to really understand because it's so accurate, bro. I can't emphasize it. Like, living in Austin for a minute, it's I've wrapped my head around this as well. Like, why is the community so much – why are we so much more positive here? Like, I have no idea. I really like, don't I, know. I, I, I'm going to come clean. I live in Austin before I lived in Houston. I live in Houston. Quite frankly, I can say I could agree with that yeah, because man, just... I love God, I love Austin to death. Like, I wish I could have went to UT if I should be to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you definitely could have. You definitely could have. Uh, I think that's a good transition into like sort of education because you've kind of we start off at the same place. We both start off at PV. Mm-hmm. Um, you've kind of taken different approaches to your education. Well, we both withdrew at, yeah. at one point in time. I obviously went back. You didn't. Um, so I guess kind of what that reason was and, uh, yeah, why didn't you decide to go back and how, I guess, sort of your view on education now? Mm, I mean, shit. I mean, what do you want me to start off with first is the question. Uh, why did you, why did, what, what was your, why uh, why, yeah, when did you drop, why did you drop out? What was your experience like? Cause for me, I'll, I'll give you mine. Um, go yeah, ahead. bro, I was just lost, bro. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know. So I've told this a few times, but I, I know. I knew I wanted to be somewhere else. Mm-hmm. No, no shots at PV because uh, we I love our HBCUs. Yeah, hundred percent. But I, I've always seen something better out there. Like I've always wanted more, and that's just with anything in life, right? So that was the first reason. I I was trying to forge my own path in a lot of trying ways. To figure out who you are. Yeah, bro. Because you went to PV, and mm-hmm. uh, cousins went to PV. Your parents went to PV. My my, I have siblings. Like you know, what I'm saying it's yeah. just a recurring cycle. And I don't know. I've always tried to forge some cycle. Yeah, and make, bro. Try yeah, to have an old, make your own lane. Yeah, man. That's all it is, bro. So that's kind of. And again, I was lost. I was just lost, bro. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know. I knew I wanted to get out of there, uh, but I didn't know where I wanted to go per se. And I, you know, I was I was stuck. Uh, to be all, to be quite frank with you, man. So that was kind of my uh, reason for dropping out. And then uh, UT just sort of was in my playing cards because I was at Preview just grinding, bro. I was trying to get out of there. Like, and it sounds so bad. But, like, <laughs> I've explained enough times where you should know, like, my intentions were good behind it. Like, I just, I always saw something bigger, right? And I, me seeing all the homies at PV, this is cool. It was kind of like, you just like, want to get away and try to and like, it felt find a different little like, people. It felt a little like high school to me. I, I, I can relate to I, that. I bruh, can see that because I did see a couple They're going to kill me, bro, because I've been getting a lot of support from Lamar. I did not like my time at Lamar. I just didn't, man. I, I, really did, I didn't. didn't either. I'm going to be real with It you. was a lot of closed-minded cats, bro, yeah. and I, I just... 
I was close-minded too, but I feel like we were all. Uh, I didn't see the growth there. Man. I feel like at that age, at that time, we were all close-minded, but we were just trying to figure out what we were going to be at the end of the day. By the time we graduated, I feel like I feel like spring semester, junior high school, senior fall semester. That was the time that I knew like what I wanted to do, but I wasn't too sure. So instead, I just wanted to go to college to try to figure that out. So that's yeah. for me, but to answer your question on why did i drop out i didn't like necessarily drop out kind of like with drew at the time because three years ago i was dealing with something personally that i was going through and it kind of led me to a type of mental headspace to where i was going through depression and like going through other shit that going on at home so and then i wanted to focus on my music the most so that's the reason why i wanted to withdraw and then at that time during 2018 that was the same exact year when i got that show for rich the kid so like it kind of yeah, that, that, that was a big deal. That Appreciate was fire, bro. I, yeah. remember, I just got back from Florida. Uh, I remember from our rolling that. from uh was it Rolling Loud? Yeah, man, we just got back, bro. Uh, you know what's crazy? I saw. Uh, damn, I'm not gonna say her name. Because <laughs> 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 ain't no one. Oh, shit. Never mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um. <laughs> <laughs> bro, Yo, okay. Nah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, it was that year when I went to uh perform for Rich the Kid. And then I started figuring out myself more and more maturely. Uh, that's why I started taking a break from smoking and shit. Mm. And then at that time, that's when I got, I'm not trying to promote drugs or anything. I'm sorry, but this is when I got typed into psychedelics too. So it kind of made me want to find myself escape from certain type of things that I wanted, that I wanted out of my life, face certain demons yeah. that I want out of my life, good trips or not. Yeah. So it kind of made me expand musically as well when yeah. it came to, uh, when it came to the, uh, knowledge and the education and the versatility behind it as well okay and then um I, oh i'm sorry then i re-enrolled back and then this year i decided to withdraw because i just feel like i'm getting more serious and more tapped into my music more than anything but i do want to go back to school personally for audio engineering but i just don't know the perfect time yet just because i'm so tapped into audio engineering now why would i have to have a degree for it uh, if i'm still like trying to figure it out right now and i'm still doing good with my music in. Yeah, yeah. No, I can understand that juggling act, especially because you you've seen you can do it yourself. You know what I'm saying. So at the end of the day, it's kind of it's of course your discretion because I I can see the uh the how you can say what's the point of this because I'm I'm producing my own my own shit like I I'm making my own content. Um, why do I need to get it? You know, it, it's something I kind of. Well, I, I'll be lying if I said I've thought on that degree because obviously I go to school for journalism. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, podcast is just one realm of journalism. Like I, I do, I've done newspapers, and I, like television. That's all in the same realm, right? So I, yeah. I see the benefits of having a, of obtaining a journalism degree. But at the same time, I could be in that space where, well, I'm doing a podcast on my own. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't have to do that. And I, I guess, kind of diving in that, diving into that a little bit more. You said how your degree. You're kind of on the fence as to whether not to go back and uh, yeah. Would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, this is I think this is a good, another good segue into sort of the conversations we've had about degrees in general. You know, what I'm saying yeah. you have some uh, some some takes, man. I don't know if you wanna. <laughs> I don't know if you wanna get into those. On I the- mean, we can. I'm not tripping. Okay, so uh, our previous conversations about a degree. Um, me personally. Because the field that I'm in, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a nurse, I'm not a health physician, I'm not a social worker, I don't, 
I'm not into any of those type of fields. My previous fields, whenever I was in school, it was architecture and business and marketing. I feel like those things help me as well with my music, especially in the architecture field, because other than music, I have other plans inside my life that I want to do for the future and for the community of Houston, Texas in general. And, um... Like, do I believe that a degree can get you anywhere in life? Me, personally, honestly, I'm going to be blown with you. No, not really. Then I'm going to be real with you. I'm going to answer this. Why? It's because the fact that you have all these hardworking people in America that gets bachelor's degrees, going to school for all these corporate desk office jobs, uh, it's probably a good chance they will get an internship, probably a good chance they won't get an internship. At the end of the day, you're still living off that debt up until probably you're into your 60s, 70s, or if you get a pay, good pay, six-figure salary, or graduated with a scholarship or something like that. I feel like... Since if you want to get political with this, we can get political as well. I mean, I'm go ahead. I I, I'm, I agree with some of the stuff you're saying, but I'll the, let you. Um, you know. Basically, I just feel like when it comes to college degrees, personally for the lower, the lower class and the up, uh, My, minor, middle people of class, color, minorities, minorities as yeah. well, especially. But I don't want to put the minorities into the lower class or lower middle class because you also have minorities that could be in the upper class too. So yeah. to me, it don't matter what type of skin color that you with. Okay, I feel like those are full, more forcefully. I feel like those are more forced upon when it comes to education, and then basically they're just stuck inside the same hole that they dug themselves into like they did it's with, a systematic it's thing. a systematic yeah thing. let me yes. jump in so i this is where our where my disconnect kind of is right because i do think the school system is flawed mm-hmm. I, I think it's flawed i also think that they make it very difficult to obtain education let's look at what's going on right now right yes there's no reason i should my tuition should be increasing right now during coronavirus where um, during a pandemic, and I'm 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 going online classes exactly. only. So why is my tuition going up? I've had these conversations, you know, inside. But at the same time, however, I, what we disconnect is that you know a college degree will open so many doors, man. And I feel like the debt is a great part because I'm in debt and I understand it. However, that I think that comes down to just having a more financial literate society, right? People don't. T- I can speak from my own perspective and my mm-hmm. parents' perspective because they didn't, they weren't educated on this as well. They didn't take the time to research the financial literacy. It, they never did, right? Whereas I've kind of, I set out and that's kind of when I took the initiative to kind of learn about why am I paying so much for school? Why do I owe so much in this? <laughs> why am I taking out these loans? You know what I'm saying? And I, I can agree with you that it's put me in a hole because it has, right? Mm-hmm. But I could also say that if we're producing more financial literate people and people are going in with more knowledge and it goes back to it's a systematic systematic thing right it, again it's uh it's almost like running in, in a circle man because we're not it's not it's not to the point yet we're being educated on the stuff so that's another why that's another thing why isn't school teaching us the stuff you know what i'm saying so I, again they don't that, even teach us they don't even teach us black history so what do you think they you think they're going to teach us about any of this financial literacy that they're going to put when it comes to no i hear you when it comes to our basically our class yeah so it's the same thing with my parents my parents went to pv though but they're both pv alumnus my mom got a master's for social work and my dad got a bachelor's for shout, shout out to them shout out to them especially yeah. sports medicine he got into a bachelor's of sports medicine but the thing is is my dad doesn't even use his degree at all whatsoever but he went to college for it and my mom is still paying off the debt but why do you day. think that is though why do you think he doesn't did he not pursue a career in sports medicine or did he did but it's other personal issues that i just rather not talk about during the interview but um, but 
feel like you have to take that in consideration, though, when you say why he didn't apply his degree because, again, personal things happen and he couldn't uh, – maybe he couldn't pursue that career in sports medicine. I just feel like you can't label college degrees as being – I know you haven't said useless on the pod. Oh, no, don't get of, me wrong. Okay. I don't think that they're, like, useless, okay, but okay. I just feel like when it comes to the financial aspect of gaining a college degree, yeah. I don't think it's personally necessary because why would I, why would you educate somebody that's mainly taking prerequisites instead of taking their main courses until two years after you get into college? Yeah. And then on top of that, go back outside the system, probably living back with your parents if you don't even have the proper money or the scholarship to provide for yourself on your own stay there for the next two three years work there until you end up getting an apartment or a house and then end up paying the debt all over again and then teaching your kids the same lesson versus having a system where it's more as to well we can put the educational system for free it's the same thing when it comes to public schools what's the difference between a public school and a college they're both schools and you get taught the same shit it's just more advanced yeah i think that goes back to the literacy man um like i said the people who i follow nowadays who are very educated on this stuff is go to a private school for two years, right? Yeah. I was too, and I'm, I'm sure most people think like this. I was way too, uh, I had a big ego and like coming out of <laughs> high school. I think that's why I didn't think about it. I was like, I'm trying to get out of here. Like, you know what I'm saying? I I feel I, like everybody I, wanted to just get out, just like yeah, graduate high school so, and get out of college. Yeah, it's like, hard, right? Because until we kind of break that notion, that's, we won't be able to sort of make better de- financial decisions, right? And that's Hitting another, that, oh, yeah, go I'm ahead. sorry. And that's another thing. Our parents, especially as minorities, they push college on to us harder, especially after we graduate. But I just feel like we should use our age now in order to be capable and um, make the youth transpire into other generations is what I'm basically trying to get at as well. And you don't you, feel like edu- you can education isn't essential to doing that? Isn't essential to doing it, but... As far as just going straight into college right after high school, why can't you just use your youth for something else? If you pursue your yeah to pursue your okay. own goals and dreams, like because I know certain type of people that wanted to just do more than what they're doing inside college, but just regret what they should have did after they graduated high school. Me, do I regret uh, staying inside college? No, because it got me more uh, tapped in and more sociable. So I could say college is more reliable and beneficiary when it comes to making connections. So whatever that you want to pursue in college is really a great space for, for connections. I got connected into music. That's the reason why I wanted to go to college. So I wanted to see what it was like outside of Lamar and outside of mm-hmm. our city of Rosenberg. But you think Richmond, it's a dangerous Texas. space that people aren't necessarily pursuing their passions while in, while in school? Yeah, because some people would grow up miserable at the end of the day and then talk about what they wish they could have done. And I've heard stories before when it comes to the uh, older generation, like the baby boomers and Generation Y, yeah. like what they wish they would have done whenever they were my age instead of like doing this or something. I remember this last conversation um, a couple years ago with my grandma. Um, she didn't pass or anything, but uh, it was a story where this woman's daughter killed herself after she graduated, got a master's, and um, and uh, had a PhD basically because she wished that she could have possibly did more things. It's like stuff like that that puts an initial drive. Like when you force certain type of people that don't want to like do certain things with their life, like it's just keep making yourself happy really, yeah. at the end of the day. I feel that, but I feel like it's such a dangerous thing to do, man. Because obviously, you got to take the risk when you're young. I, I I can agree with that in a sense. 
I can agree with that. But and I won't speak on the situation you just brought up because I don't really have too uh, much knowledge on that situation particularly. But we're really getting personal in here. That's crazy. It's the High Yellow Podcast. What do you <laughs> want me to do? Listen, but however, um, I think what I've started to understand as well is you, not everyone has that drive though. I think that's what that's it is. true. At the end of the day, you this podcast. I I consider myself. I think I was blessed with a drive to pursue things. It took a long damn time. I've been wanting to get back into rapping for a long damn time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I finally have had the mental space because I'm in a way better space than I was three four years ago to mm-hmm. pursue my career aspirations. And I think coronavirus has just pushed everything back, really. But yeah, exactly. But well, let me finish this point oh, though. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me finish this point. Um, so I, I can understand what you're saying, but however, the drive, man, I feel like. Not everyone has that drive. Yeah. And if you want to do multiple things in college and get a degree, it's very much possible. It is. We, we, we can say it's too hard. It's too difficult. Shit, I've said it's too difficult at times. I get overwhelmed with it. And I, yeah. I know other people do. But I feel like not everyone's built the same way. And I feel like if you're not built a certain way, you have to acknowledge it and kind of keep it pushing, man. Of course. And however, however bad that sounds. Because we... We we all fake it at times. Like we all think we got it figured out. But of like, course, and I don't judge anybody for it at no, all. No, of course. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. if you don't have that drive, that mental fortitude to go pursue your career, um, either with or without education, bro, I think that's okay to acknowledge. You don't have it. Not everyone has it. Yeah. And not everyone can. So, um, yeah, man, just trying to back the education. I think I think you get it both. But that's no, the you're good. Yeah, no, I think no, no, you get no. it both, man. I really, I don't. I really got to a space where I don't think there's any excuses, man. I really don't. I just feel like it's more the music for me personally, and that's the reason why I decided to yeah, switch yeah. withdraw. Like, I feel like my passion is more towards music because I can't see myself working a nine to five. I can't see myself like being at an office that's like working for somebody. I rather be happy and do what I could do creatively and then make those connections in order for me to be the boss and make those types of certain assertions where I do want certain things placed one way or another. Like, for example, I have a whole, I could tell you my plan right now is music, architecture, fashion designing, and modeling. I want to first make sure that because I get inspiration from my mom as well, because like I does, like, like, uh, like I said, she does social work. So what that is who, People don't know what social working is. It's basically CPS um, for, like, the special needs uh, for children and for... Uh, A great woman. Yeah. She, Moms. I love her so much. <laughs> I love that woman to death. But um, I want to build facilities uh, when it comes to people with mental illnesses, with bipolar disorders, depression, special needs kids. Um, I want them to express themselves creatively and figuratively instead of just like taking prescribed medication. So that's the reason why I got into architecture because I wanted to learn certain things like that. Alan. What can be better for the community and what can I do to provide for the community? The reason why I chose business and marketing as well for a major so I could market myself as an artist, I can market myself that's more than the artist. So certain type of things that I learned in college, like revert back to the last conversation. Yeah. Uh, college education, it it can make you or break you. It can also help you or can't help you. It just depends on how you take it. Yeah. A bachelor's degree, it can open doors, but it depends on the type of knowledge that you gain from that bachelor's degree. Everybody could walk around saying that I got a college diploma or a college degree, yeah. but what have you learned from that? Like, what type of experience do you have from that? Basically? Okay, I hear you, but I guess to play devil's advocate, you've kind of just addressed sort of the things you want to pursue as far as mm-hmm. architecture and business management. Um, but at the same time, you don't foresee yourself kind of going to get a degree anytime soon. Do you think those, 
I guess, do you think those things do not are not necessary for a degree? Because oh, do you no, plan on going back to school? Yeah, of course. Okay, of course. It's okay. just it would be somewhere different. That's the thing. It it wouldn't probably even be in Texas. I was thinking about probably shit. Low key going to UCLA. I have like the GPA and stuff for it. So it's just okay. So you I'm, do plan on going back to school? Of That's course. Kind of what I'm just okay, right okay, now, okay. I'm using my youth at the moment in order for me to transpire into something else with my music. If something can't happen with my music, of course I'm gonna go back and finish school. I have two and a half years underneath my belt where I could just finish some of my other prerequisites and finish whenever I need to. It's just being in your early 20s or like being in your late teenage, like 18, 19, I just feel like you should use that prime and that energy into tackles to something different that you really want to do versus then just going straight into school and just finishing up. I understand that some people want to graduate at a certain age, but I just feel like the youth that you have and the type of energy that you have now, you should yeah. pursue that into one to some. I guess it's another that's another thing we should distinguish, man. Is I feel like that's a that's that's not an ego thing. Graduating at a certain age, I personally don't. So I've gotten I've had to think over this, right? Because I I would say my ego was sort of oh, I need to graduate at a certain point. I need to do this and there. But then I started that's sitting now. Mindset for everybody. It's yeah, that's also, another thing we need to kind of diffuse. It's I feel distilled like. into minorities. It's always going to be distilled into minorities because we have we're just known just to figure out what we're going to do after we graduate on top of it because we have to push 10 times as harder in america versus yeah, yeah. than the average american you get what i'm saying so uh, i guess is that why you kind of think we're our ego is we gotta we kind of gotta graduate at a certain specific time is our that ego is more of a that's where we get our drive from from our egos but when it comes to the education i just feel like we should use our youth to prioritize into something else differently at the end of the day yeah, no, I can agree with a lot of those points, man. I think we should get back to your album though, because that's kind of <laughs> we stuck on that hope for a minute. I no, that was a very productive conversation. Really like I said, I, I really want to hit on the point, man. It's if you were getting back in education, it's a terrible time to do so because I just think the fact that's, the, that, that's another reason why. Yeah, no, it's a terrible time. Uh, but I, but you're saying eventually, I say, I say, it's, on, I say it's a terrible time again because again, tuition rates are increasing. During a pandemic, and it's, it's and I just un- found out it's going to be a trillion dollars in order for America to get back to the way it was. So we're a trillion dollars like in the hole right now. Yeah, but hey, man, at some point you just keep putting money on money. Like we've been in, we've been kind of down and out for a minute, but uh, that's a whole different story, yeah. man. But your album, bro, it's uh, w- w- what's some what's your favorite songs on the album, man? What what kind of uh shit, man, Irene. Uh, six feet under Breaking Bad. I got the I got the clip from Breaking Bad. We might not have it, but I have it. If you want, <laughs> if you want to get there, we can go into Breaking Bad. We can shit. I mean, I don't I know if we. This is gonna come. I don't know if we. Or later. Do we got the media? Uh, I don't know if we. I, we can we can get in there because I I actually I'm actually very curious uh because I feel like we're gonna have some disconnects, but at the same time, I think. I, I I will be able to come to some certain <laughs> <laughs> we'll be able to come to some conclusions, right? But uh, well, I guess what we could oh okay we got to set up right here. Yeah, all right, we could uh play a little clip of it. If I pay for your meal, you my homie. They say touch the sky, niggas get fly, and then crash and burn like they Kobe. I told them pull up to the spot. All right, so we just, uh, <laughs> for the people listening uh, <laughs> that can't watch it, we kind of just played the audio um, of one of the songs, Breaking Bad, man. And I'm very interested to know, uh, the song is fire. Thank you. First and foremost. Thank you. Uh, but that line specifically, give me kind of the Kobe reference. Give me kind of your, went into that, and uh, sort of, <laughs> sort of, uh, 
Yeah, what kind of went into that, man? Okay, so you know what's funny er about this song? I wrote this literally two and a half, three weeks after he passed, as a matter of fact. Oh, man, you're not... I, mean, I don't want to make yeah. it seem like some whole shit, but let me further explain because I don't want anybody to get mad or have any tension when it comes to that Kobe line. So I wanted to use that line in order for me to have an official come up. And what I mean by that is I just want to get an ear, get attention, and to grab people to just be like, yeah, I can say this shit. And it's just like, it's like a competitive drive for me. You know what I'm saying? And originally, this was supposed to be for my album that's coming out, I'm Immortal. So using famous famous celebrities' references line, like such lines, like Pop Smoke's line, Kobe Bryant, I'm using all of these influences because they influenced me inside my life at some, at some time as well. Kobe Bryant, he's always been a role model inside my life. So I don't have any tension or hate towards Kobe Bryant. Yeah. I love that man to death. But um, I just feel like as much I can, hmm, let me see. I kind of, the way how I recorded this, I wanted to do it like, what would Kobe Bryant would do in a certain time like this? Like if he was on a basketball court, mm. he would usually talk shit, say what he got to say, talk shit in front of the other player's face, don't take shit from nobody. Mm. I wanted to put in a type of drive like that when it came to a certain line because I know it would hurt people. I know it would offend people. I know it would grab people's ears. Get under their skin. Yeah, get under their skin. And it's just... I feel like personally, if he was alive to this day, I feel like he would fuck with that line pretty hard. He would be like, <laughs> he really did that shit. Like, he's mm. really hard for doing it. So it's just more of a thirst or more of a passion. Like, in a reverse back to my music passion, like, I could say one provocative line and niggas would just be like, damn, that shit hard. But the thing is, will it grab other people's ears? As much as it grabbed your ear by <laughs> playing that. Bro, I, I hit you up as soon as I yep. heard it. I, and I, let me uh, say, I'm. it's cool. I know we didn't play it in the audio just now, but you cleared it up. Mm-hmm. Sort of your, it, you, a little brief, explicit. So that's why we didn't play it. Uh, why you <laughs> used it. Uh, but let me give you my, man, uh, I like how you just cleared it up, actually. But um, I do think it was too soon. I really, it, you can make the argument both ways. Yeah. I personally think it was too soon. But at the same time, being sincerely uh, honest with you, my brother, I can understand, I can appreciate the artistry, right? Because I feel like in a, in a rapper space, man, you have to, you know, you have to, like you said, you have to push buttons and you have to have. You got to do what you got to do. And, and, and another thing, the point I really want to hit on is that uh, art is subjective, bro. Like, that's another thing, man. It, um, the fact you, the, I think it's too soon, but the fact you were willing to put that in there, uh, amidst any any type of negative feedback you'll get from it, again, because it's subjective and it's mm-hmm. what you want to put in there. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the ego, man. People necessarily do. Sometimes you got to uh, have an ego, especially when it comes to music. Like, you see Kanye West and, e- and Eminem back in, like, 2000s, 2001, where Eminem had an ego. Shit. Yeah. I kind of got the idea for using that line in one of his old songs when he was talking about Columbine, like a couple months after the Columbine shit happened. Mm. So it's like you want to, even though it's 2020, you want to bring certain type of nastiness and type of grittiness like they did back then back back into the music because people need stuff like that. People need attention to rise and people need certain things that'll keep them entertained and like make sure like what the fuck because I could do more than just rap like that and you already saw on the album I could sing, I could do rock. I could do almost everything so they could pay attention to that song but then when they click on another song it's like, "Oh, he could do this too." 
this nigga hard. So it's it's more of an attention grabber type of track versus than like I didn't want to make it seem like that it was just pure hate. And sure. that's what people may make it seem by. But I know myself personally, and you know I'm an authentic person at the end of the day. So it's just sometimes you got to show your ego when it comes to the tracks. For sure. I don't want to spend too much time on it, man, because like you said, you do a lot of the things. I wanted to bring that up because I, I personally wanted to get your opinion on it, right? Oh, yeah. And I appreciate you being so open to the idea. I didn't tell you he was going to play it, but I appreciate you being <laughs> so willing to uh, break that down for me, man. Is that the to guide me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, of course not. What? Nah. But uh, what other? <laughs> what other song? No, honestly, you, you. I like how you broke it down. You broke it down. You know. Thank so you. I'm saying again, I can respect the artistry into it because it's subjective. And again, I might not agree with how you did it or what you said with it, but it's your art, and mm-hmm. you put your art. You portray your art how you want to portray your art. Not all art is pretty, yeah. so I can appreciate that. Um, but I don't want to spend too much time on it because again, you do a lot of the things, man. And that's not even my favorite song. I like one I stand. So. But in, in in case you don't want to talk about that song specifically, man, I guess just since you're the album's out now, but you're about to, it's not. Okay, yeah, for sure. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah, basically, it's just type of relationships that people go through, and it's just I don't want to like dive deep into it, deep into it. But I've been in five different four or five different relationships for like the past four or five years and it's just expecting something else out of this specific type of person in general it kind of comes to like a conclusion or a realization that sometimes i need to check up on myself too and check myself mm. and um like this is like the fifth time that i've got done out of a relationship so it's just it's either i'm gonna live my life or you're just gonna ride with me we talked but um, like I said, I don't want to dive into. Yeah, no, you don't have to. If yeah, you... we're we're cordial and everything. Yeah. Like we still love each other. At the end of the day, she listened to the whole album. She said that she loves the album. Mm. No, that's fire, bro. I guess for the as we sort of wrap up, man. The the rest of this album, how how do you see it being kind of received? I I guess you can kind of explain how because aren't you not re-releasing it on mm-hmm. your birthday? But how is that gonna? Uh... Uh, so for my birthday, I was gonna uh drop a deluxe version of the album, drop yeah. it on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, all that stuff. But um, hopefully, shit, I hope it gets some good views and good reception by the time it hits my birthday. I'm gonna just keep pushing it until then. And plus, I got a couple music videos on the way. Excuse me, and um, I just keep, I'm just gonna keep on making more fire. I'm Immortals coming out, Apollo's coming out. Uh, I got two more albums coming out with a couple collab projects as well. So I really just been locked in inside the vault. Like shit, I got thirty songs mixed already, but I got other shit inside my laptop that I'm still working on personally. But the music, the shit don't stop. So I'm probably, ready, bro. I'm supporting. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna drop some shit probably in the next two weeks. <laughs> Low key, I needed to keep a consistent stride. For sure, man. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, hey man, if there's anything else, uh, I kind of watching again your drive and your desire to pursue this because again it's so hard to break through as a rapper bro it's mm-hmm. so hard and what i've understood is that every creative endeavor is going to be that way but i feel like rapping you know it's just a different thing man because everyone's kind of watching you you know i don't know it's a little different i don't know what it is but it's you have to have a desire to make it and you've been doing it for six seven years like we talked about and you've been able to consider to continuously have that drive so 
I appreciate that. I, maybe I, maybe I got some of that drive from you, bro, to pursue this. I don't know. <laughs> you always got. Like I said, I was rapping before you, but I mean, uh, I've definitely had to pursue things like this and take the time to pursue uh, other endeavors that I've wanted to do. So I mean, you know. if you ever want to get into music, you already know I got the microphone and shit set up. So let's just give me about five years, bro. Let me get the let me get the years. podcast. Po- it does funny. I was saying, let me give me five years. Five years ago, like I'm not yeah, even. Yeah, okay. I'm not. But let, <laughs> let me. Uh, but hey, this is a start because we got the podcast going, and now this is kind of the this is kind of the the domain right now. But this I is like my a- question to you before we end it off, since oh, we're doing interviews. Yeah. So. What do you see yourself doing when it comes to this podcast? And speaking of the next five years, five, six years tops. Where, where do, do I see, see this podcast going? Where do you, yeah, where do you see this transpiring within the next five, six years? Yeah, your man. Perception? I think it's going to open a lot of doors. See what's like, beautiful. Do you, like, do you see this going internationally, statewide? Well, that's what the goal. You, you know what I'm saying? That's the mm-hmm. goal. But I've, you know, what I've sort of come to the realization is that it's, this isn't about me, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm bringing people on. I brought you on to obviously promote your your uh, your your album, bro. And I'm bringing on people to tell their stories. And if there's one thing I'll give UT credit for, or just their journalism school credit for, is man, the the key thing to being a journalist is telling other people's stories. So this is me giving a chance for people to tell their story on my platform, and it's dope. It's just dope, uh, to be honest with you. Um, to answer your question directly, I I don't know, but I don't think it's that important. You know, I that's the I, that hopefully we get it to where um, like like international. I just gotta keep, just gotta live life right now. Yeah, man, I'm trying to live in the present, bro. That's the that's the hardest thing to do. That's the hardest thing. Like I said, I've yeah. tried to figure out because I got so much coming up. As of, I'm already starting school right now. Like I don't know how. We'll see how I'm able to manage the two uh, dynamics. But I mean, like you I said, you smart. I appreciate that, man. Like it's a drive, bro. I'm trying to tell you, it's you a drive, man. I don't think uh, we don't have to go back into what I think. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hey, man, Francis Thomas, bro, it's been a pleasure, my brother. Uh, thank you for coming on the pod, bro. It's uh, always a pleasure, you know. Appreciate you for even having me here in the first place. Like you, my brother. You didn't even have to do this, and I love you to death for it. So hey, man, we trying to get them sales up. <laughs> <laughs> we trying to promote, man. Hey, man, go stream to the moon and back. SoundCloud, deluxe version, coming out August 28th. You know what I'm saying? New music dropping soon. 80 Moon shit. Yes, sir.